Spider-Man! Your webs are useless against me, for all the power of electricity is mine! Hello, and welcome to another micro-episode of The Substandard, sponsored by Quip. The truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brush on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes, while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to quip.com slash substandard right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. Just a quick reminder the, that full episodes of The Substandard are available every Thursday at 11 a.m. So we've got some sad news. Back on June 29, Marvel Comics legend Steve Ditko died at age 90. Uh, Ditko co-created and drew, uh, illustrated Spider-Man, Doc Ock, the Green Goblin, of course, Doctor Strange, among others. But he himself was um, a bit strange, a bit of a recluse. Your thoughts, JVL? Don't forget Hawk and Dove, his (laughs) most famous creations. Hawk and Dove are the worst. The worst. I remember when they were within the new Teen Titans briefly, and I just... I was not actually especially conservative as a kid. I was, in fact, quite liberal. And as like a 10 or 12-year-old reading the new Teen Titans, I wanted to punch Dove in the face. <laughs> I was just like, what? Well, this guy's ridiculous. What, what, what is this? So what was Dove's power? Was he preaching peace? <laughs> Dove, was the, Dove was the brother who was always like, you know, I don't know. Maybe he just, may, maybe the guys from Trident really just are, <laughs> why don't we talk to them? You know, yeah. and Dove was like, punch them in the face, punch them in the face. Yeah, hawk. Yeah, hawk. Yeah. I saw a hawk, <laughs> right. And this is like, of course, the answer to like the, the operatives from Trident or mm-hmm. Brother Blood is in fact to punch them in the face. Yeah, well, this I mean, is, this is the standard comic book answer. This is not, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. I, what, was interesting, what was interesting about Steve Ditko is that he died and nobody knew about it for like seven days. Yeah, I mean that, that's how like, much of a recluse. That's that is like that found is like, in his apartment. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is like the operative thing that you need to understand about Steve Ditko. He has been working. He died. As he lived for fifty years. I mean, oh, he come left. On, that was good. He did. He that was good. That was good. Very good, JBL. But I mean, he he has been working. I mean, he works yeah. and he he publishes. He basically self publishes comics, and they're like super objectivist. And he is like, uh, he's he's you know kind of a weirdo and a recluse. And a is a. A yeah, he's a, a big. He's a big Randian. Though, yeah. yeah, he was. He was. I mean, personal he was, friends of. Wow. Oh, really? Well, I didn't he know is that, ninety. Actually. I didn't so, know that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was. It's. It's. Uh, you know. It's. He's kind of a fascinating figure because he is. He is one of the foundational figures in the modern comic book universe. It's mm-hmm. basically Lee Kirby Ditko mm-hmm. at the beginning of yes. Marvel. Like yes. those are those are no, like the three that names. Is the tripartite. Uh, and he just he left in. I, I want to say he was either. I think it was 68 or maybe it was a little 67 yeah yeah and and just never looked back and uh you know he had a he had a falling out with with Stanley and like there there's there was a there was a, there's a very good profile of Ditko that ran in Vulture maybe last year or the year before it was whenever this Doctor Strange movie came out um that is about how he That's is right. like a he's a giant recluse and it, it it is it's it's instructive to kind of listen to his response to 
uh, to to Stanley when Stanley Stanley had in an interview said he was the creator of Spider Man, mm. and of course this drove Steve Ditko mad with anger and and uh, you know Stanley says a lot of things. Stanley says a lot of things. I mean, it would be the perfect thing if Stanley died this week and stole all the <laughs> stole all the <laughs> poor Steve Ditko. Yeah. Don't die, Stanley, that please. Be, that <laughs> would be the most. Yeah. Vic, don't say his name. Don't say his name. I don't. Was just about say to make it. an observation, right. but that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Stanley takes credit for creating Spider-Man, and Steve Ditko, um, you know, furiously fires off letters to the the magazine that published Saying, the interview. Who is John Galt? Yeah, it was, and and so. Uh, and so Stanley was surprised by this, and he responds. He says, "I think the person who has the idea is the person who created it." Um, and he, but he said, "You know, Ditko, uh, Ditko was always there, and he considered Steve Ditko a co-creator." And 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 Ditko's response, Ditko's response is is perfect, and like kind of a window into his specific brand of madness. This is from the Vulture story. Ditko wrote a response in an essay three years later, stating, "Quote." Considered means to ponder, look at, closely examine, etc., and does not admit or claim or state that Steve Ditko is Spider-Man's co-creator. Now, it's that sort of like, mm-hmm. uh, there's like a very kind of legalistic and logic-based response here to what to to what is like Stanley obviously saying, yes, I consider him a co-creator. It's like, this is, we created him together. Um, I don't know. He's, he's, he's... <laughs> He was uh, he was an interesting figure. He was a kind of a crazy person. His his biggest post Marvel creation is probably what was it? The answer or is it the question? The I, question. The question. Who is who Rorschach? Is, who is ba- who is like the the kind of uh, mm-hmm. figure that Rorschach from Watchmen is based on? Um, and all of his comics for the last fifty years have been about like proving that it is bad to help people selflessly and. It is good to kill criminals because they're <laughs> wicked and, and and personally, it's my sort of thing. I'm like totally into it. <laughs> but. Very, that's very bunchy. And, um, and he sort of dabbled. He went he went both ways, shall we say, in, in the comic sense, meaning Marvel and DC. I mean, he grew up and aspiring Batman, Charlton. That's right. And then and then he was with Marvel, and then and then he became like a freelancer for life after that. Right yep. after. So. Yep. He, he my buddy Trivia. Kevin Benversi did a, a really nice piece for us yesterday about Ditko and the one of the points he makes which I think is interesting is that we have gotten used to comic book creators being impresarios you know, with the like sort of larger than life uh, outsized personalities because they're hawking their goods essentially you know and so Stan Lee is like that Very Mark much. Millar is like that uh, there there's a lot of that Frank Miller was like that Ditko is the opposite and yet his stuff endures. And it, it, it did go sort of an object lesson in how what's actually important is the work. The the public persona is... Yeah. is the, you, you are wrong if you confuse the impresario part as saying, oh, well, that's a necessary part of the creative process. It's not. Can I... I would, I would dispute that slightly insofar as nobody really knows anything about Steve Ditko's work post-1968. Really? I mean, like a great. There's some. There's some. There's some like Hawk and Dove, or whatever. But uh, I mean, everyone thinks of Steve Ditko as the guy who made Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, right? And he's been working for forty years after that, fifty years after that. So yeah, the well, impresario part matters some, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I would say that Ditko is known for his best work. Mm-hmm. His best work can, as it, yeah. if we could be honest, as it does with almost everybody creatively. 
the best work comes very, very early. Their best work mm, is the first right. five I mean, or ten years. Frank Miller's best stuff is his very early stuff. Uh, this is true. I just picked up a maybe copy. Maybe not of, of Mark Millar. I just picked up a copy a of uh, uh, Dark Knight Three: The Master Race, the hard, the hardcover. Really? And I'm curious to see. Did you if get it's... that down in Charlottesville? No, 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 no. I get. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's a white power joke. Wow. Uh, I'm uh, I'm excited to dip into it. I haven't had a chance yet, but uh, are there 14 words on the first panel or no? Uh, my understanding is it's handed out to everyone at the Department of Homeland Security now <laughs> as required reading. Victorino JVL. You were a Spider-Man guy. I right? like Spider-Man a lot. I mean, obviously, my sister was a huge. You Spider-Man. in fact she has one of the most important Spider-Man issues. I well, in my I have yeah. I you know I I tell you I thought eighty one. Spidey yeah, I don't rem- I had one that I also thought was going to be the next big thing, which was Web of Spider-Man issue one, but yeah. no, that went nowhere. Web of Spider-Man. Uh, I have the whole run of Web of Spider-Man. Oh, you do, yeah. yeah. Was I that had the like the Todd first McFarlane first well, Web- black? Is that it's the f- it's well it's it, the first issue is the issue where he relieves himself of the black costume. I think yes. right. Yes. Like he goes in the bell tower and it like That's right flies memory. Gotcha. No, I have yes, it's true. I have the uh, debut of the Punisher. Uh, Spider-Man comic book, which, which is what I, you know. Okay, I give me a have, number on that. Spent, I'm going to guess it's 81, and then I'm going to effort I it. What is not, your? I could not. 89. I could not tell you the right, number. I will at effort all. that. You keep talking. I can, but I must have spent. I don't know. It was a big deal because it was at the uh, Elks Club. 129. That's not bad. I was going to say something like a hundred something like that, like 120 something. 129. That's Boom. Whoa. 129. Boom. That's like that's weird. Wow. That's, that's weird. That's uh, five years of wizard reading right there, coming <laughs> sticking itself. <laughs> look in my at room. that. In our next episode, we're going to discuss and hey, settlers look, of Catan. Here is someone selling one for four dollars and forty nine. Oh no, that's, 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 the that's quality, however. Uh, and then I it's have only three point The other, oh, and what? then the, the other uh, comic I have is the, the debut of the Shocker, <laughs> the, <laughs> the villain, the villain oh, who oh, also no. appears he's, he's in Spider Man Homecoming. Homecoming briefly. That's right, yeah. Very exciting, and and I was a big fan of his. I liked his style. What was it you liked about the Shocker? Yeah, he was so shocking. <laughs> He had a large head. He's a poor man's electric. Well, who was your who was your to, to swerve from the guy? Your favorite Spider-Man villain? Oh, Mysterio mm. wasn't mm. it? I you love Myster- Mysterio. How did you know guy? I like Mysterio. Head I like Mysterio. Not the Green Goblin. You felt a kinship. Not with the him. Green Goblin. I kind of like Scorpion in a weird way, but you know, Scorpion? yeah, weird. I know, I know, I know. But Mysterio definitely Punisher, of course. You know, when you're like Craven. 10, 11. No, you Craven love, the Hunter. You love Craven the Hunter, Craven. didn't you? Too flamboyant. Too flamboyant. The fur. A lot of fur, lot of all, fur yeah, collars and bare collar, chests. No, there's, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not into fur. Uh, and, but the, uh, I thought the Punisher was the best. And it was, a, and it was not a, you know, he was not a, su- there's nothing super about him, obviously. He was just a man who was wronged and uh, and he was really good with guns. And, and so I created villains that were very much knockoffs of the Punisher, like playing uh, the Marvel role-playing. TSR created the Marvel I game. I remember that. Oh, you have I it. spent more time on that than I did Dungeon D. I never did much D&D. I preferred the DC role-playing yeah. game myself as oh. a kid. So what, who were you? Nerds. Give me give me a name. Did you come up with names? I don't, I, names I, I, don't I, tell I, me you don't remember. <laughs> his weapon, his weapon, <laughs> this is not appropriate, but it's uh, his weapon was an RPG. <laughs> because I think I probably saw Red Dawn. once. I said, yes, that's, <laughs> that's a little problematic. You had to reload it. Okay. You? Uh, favorite Spidey villain? I, Doc Ock. Yeah, he's great. I never, the Love Green Doc. Goblin never, 
ever Same. did it for me. And Same. I don't know don't why. Do this is like mm-hmm. this is like not liking the Joker or something. Yeah, no, I understand. And I also had one of those little Marvel booklets. It's like a comic booklet. Uh, and it was a fantastic Spider-Man one that was in color, and it was Spider-Man versus the three villains, and it was like Mysterio, Scorpion, and maybe the Green Goblin, all that. They're like all they got all like um, the Sinister Six, something like that. Maybe it was, but I only remember the three terrible three. It was like the terrible three. <laughs> yeah. Sonny, favorite Spider-Man villain? Go. Uh, I mean, I'm a slightly later generation, so, so Venom. I'm Venom and Carnage, uh, and I actually also really liked the Hobgoblin. The Green Goblin, I was never that into, but the Hobgoblin, oh, for the some Hobgoblin reason. Oh, the Hobgoblin, with who's white-faced. Was, yeah, he was like, he was he, he was basically the Green Goblin, except he had a, a different color scheme. Orange. It was like orange, orange and white. And for a while, he was like an actual demon. Uh, and then, uh, but he was mostly just a, he was like a, he was like a contract killer. And I just, I like, I really like that, that whole design. I don't know why. Very nice. My sister actually has, she may have one of the earliest uh, comics uh, uh, that I know of that featured Rhino. Remember Rhino. Rhino. The rhino. Yeah. Who wins, Rhino versus Juggernaut? A juggernaut. Juggernaut. Obviously. Rhino. rhino is a poor man's Juggernaut. Yeah. But I like that. So this is the, the, one of the thing, nice things about Spider-Man's universe is that all of the villains are appropriately powered in relation to Spider-Man. Like everything is really, there's never, the fate of the world is oh, never yeah. in, it's always yeah. just somebody's trying to steal something. I can't believe I totally and, forgot this and think I can get this into the micro. My favorite Spider-Man, I can't believe I forgot this, is Electro. Oh, Electro. That's right. You yeah, went as Electro for Halloween <laughs> once, didn't you? I wanted to. I never The original did. Electro I with I like the to. lightning bolt yes. mask. Not, yes. the, yes. no, yes. that's the, what I mean. Not that's the dumb I mean. ultimate no, no. Spider-Man one no. where he's like a bl- he's got a blue head. No, 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 with the crazy. Yeah. crazy like Mar- it was like a Mardi Gras parade yeah. outfit. Okay. So, what was it about Electro that you liked? Is it from the was that from the Spider-Man cartoon? Yeah, it was for and the comics too. You liked his voice, didn't he have like a sort of whiny bitchy voice? It was probably the same guy who sounded like Starscream. Same guy. <laughs> you no, know, Cobra Commander is the same voice as Starscream. If same voice as Electro. This is the geekiest episode we've done in a very good long episode. Time. This is a good episode. Good show, guys. All right. Nah, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs>